Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's the seventh day of March 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this standing in the Pasadena Hills. I'm outside. Holy crap, is it a beautiful day. And I am indeed overlooking the historic Rose Bowl right now. It is one of these days. This is why we have California. This is why we live here during a drought. And this is why we live here when there's earthquakes and brush fires and a, a studio apartment rents you at $2,500 a month. I look all around this country and I realize that if I made what I make and I, if I made the same income, and believe me, I am not making Clayton Kershaw money, but I'm not unemployed. I'm not, an, I'm not, I'm not recycling cans of Sprite to try to get more cans of Sprite. I have a job. I'm, I'm paying the bills. And if I had that same salary and I lived anywhere but California and, you know, New York City, Chicago, uh, throw in Boston, throw in Washington, D.C. And you know what? These days you're going to have to start throwing in Seattle. I would live like Jabba the Hutt. I would have uh, uh, my palace. I would have my uh, uh, the people you know from all around the, the 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 world and all around the galaxy surrounding me. I'd shove a frog in my throat, watch someone get dropped into the rancor. But I'd be a nice hut. I would be a nice hut. I would have I would pay the band well. Uh, I wouldn't you know if someone fell into the rancor pit, I'd make sure they got out. That's how I would live. Now, what does that say about me that the first person I thought of who lived a really great lifestyle was Jabba the Hutt? But, you know, we're in California. This is, this is here. We're here for a reason. We're here because it's beautiful. We're here because, you know, people come from, from no matter, I've worked in the tech world. I've worked in the entertainment world. And whether you're in the tech world and you're, you're going to uh, Silicon Valley or in the entertainment world, you're here in Los Angeles County. You've come from all over the world. So, okay, this is where the best of this specific field is going to be. Come to California. It's, it's beyond just come to America. So I'm going to come to California. And there's a lot of people who are native Californians that have been here for a while. But a lot of the people you meet, like, you know, your pal Sully, it's not a native of California. I'm in California because my parents moved out here when I was in high school because they wanted to see they could make it here. They got a great new job out here. We, we relocated from New England. We were native New Englanders. And you see that all throughout California. It's like its own country, and it is a strange way because I, I moved here from Massachusetts in 1987, and, and the country was much bigger psychologically in 1987 than it, than it was today because there was no internet. There were so many things that 
were totally foreign. It did feel like a new country, new culture, new climate, new attitudes. People come to California as a sense of, all right, let's see if I can do it. And I'm surrounded by people who, where are you from? People in my work, where are you originally from? And a bunch are from the Bay Area, a bunch are from California, but there are a bunch of, I'm from Mississippi. I'm from New York. I'm from Maryland. Or I'm from Bangladesh. I'm from Morocco. I'm from Burma. I'm from Japan. And with that, you see the best entertainment. With that, you see the best in high technology. Because that is America. And a subset of America is California. Of those two specific industries, the entertainment industry and the high-tech industry, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in New York, there's a lot of stuff in the Northwest. If you want to prove your mettle, you come here. Now, I am going to tie this into baseball because this got me to thinking. This got me to thinking big time about the World Baseball Classic. And there's a story in today's news. Uh, Chris Archer, pitcher uh, who I like a lot, who's going to have a very, very long career uh, as an announcer. I have no doubt about that. He's going to be a television personality. He is, he is good on TV already. He's a smart dude. He knows his stuff. He knows where the camera is. He knows how to act. Um, he said, the Chris Archer says, this is from the Sporting News, an article by Alex uh, uh, Brzezinski, if I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. Chris Archer says, World Baseball Classic offers opportunity to show that we're united. And basically he's saying, given the timing, this is a quote from Chris Archer uh, via ESPN.com. Given the timing and circumstance of our country, I think it's a great opportunity for us temporarily to show we are united, regardless of the turmoil and things going on here and the other places of the world. Uh, it's always been a dream. What's going on in the country right now, I think it makes even better. Now, okay. Now, I, I'm going to say something here. And I don't want anyone to think that I am trashing the sentiment of Chris Archer. I'm not. It's a good sentiment to have. And it's a wonderful answer to stick to baseball. When people say, when you try to interject the real world into any baseball discussion, some bag of asses will just come up and say, oh, well, you know, stick to baseball. I come here to talk about baseball. Well, baseball, as I said before, is integrated in our society. And sometimes baseball doesn't stick to baseball. Sometimes baseball reflects. Sometimes baseball teaches. Sometimes baseball has us learn. And whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you are Libertarian or Progressive, whether you are a Hillary Clinton voter, a Bernie Sanders voter, Trump, Cruz, uh, Jill Stein, whoever is your person, whoever is your candidate, and notice I didn't say your guy, no matter who, there's no way to deny that this is a time 
that is somewhat trying right now. There's a lot of tension right now. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of people who feel that they know what's right for the country and other people don't know. And it's a, there's, it's a sense of unrest and there's a sense of uneasiness. And damn it, I've never needed a baseball season to start more than the 2017. And the elements of distraction that come up through baseball are very necessary and could be a uniting force. If you get a bunch of people here in California, and believe it or not, there are people here of different political stripes here in California. But if you're all rooting for the Giants or you're all rooting for the A's or the Padres or the Dodgers or the Angels, you're going to have that thing that unites you. And you have this World Baseball Classic, which I have made my suggestions of how to change it. I'm, I do not believe we should have major leaguers playing in it. I told you what I think we should do about it. I did a whole, I've talked about it ad nauseum. But I, I appreciate what Chris Archer is saying. And believe me, as a guy who does 365 baseball podcasts a year, I have a special place in my heart for the forced metaphor. I have a special place in my heart for going, well, you know, maybe this could represent that. Because I got to fill up this calendar and every once in a while, I got to do something where even I say, all right, that was a bit of a reach. I'm human. Despite what you think, I'm human. And so he is, you know, towing the company line a little bit here to say that let's try to make this be about something more than uh, glorified spring training games. And that it's something that America can look at and get behind and be something positive and see us all working together as Americans. Now, here's where I'm going to find fault in this argument. There have been many times where a sporting event has come about and has been a unifying moment for Americans. I mean, the most obvious one and one of the greatest ones, one that even I noticed as a, as what, seven years old, not quite eight years old, when America defeated Russia in the Miracle on Ice and went on to win the gold medal in the 1980 Lake Placid Games. That was a great moment. A great moment when spirits were down in America, where it was something that united everybody. It was a, a, a positive sporting event. And the fact that it was against the Russians, it was an element of, hey, we could, we could get ourselves off the mat, and this is great. There are times that another Olympic event, the Dream Team, now it was no it was no suspense to see was a team featuring Michael Jordan in his prime, Charles Barkley in his prime, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Patrick Ewing, David Robertson, uh uh Robinson, not David Robertson, uh I'm too baseball centric here. Uh Stockton, Malone, Scotty Pippen, Clyde Drexler, who else, who the hell else was on that team? A lot of people are on that team. It wasn't suspenseful to see, are they going to win? It was seeing them all playing together. And the learning moment. Remember when Magic Johnson had HIV, it was contracted HIV, the mindset was still, he's going to be dead. And don't touch him, don't go near him. For many people, that was one of the first moments that they ever had to think about HIV in, in their life. 
It was political. Do you remember that? HIV and AIDS were political. Did they deserve it? Was actually a political question. Not that long ago. I mean, that's horrific. And there was a, it became dangerous to sort of say, oh, should we support helping people with AIDS? People asked that. And a lot of people said no. And I do think that a turning point for people's mindset, for realizing, wait a minute, what the hell was going on? What the hell are we even thinking? Is Magic Johnson showing up to the Olympics and say, no, there he is. He's not dead. And it's still magic. And maybe, just maybe, this is something we should be looking into. I do believe that was a unifying thing, and that wasn't just sticking to sports. So it is possible. But it's not going to happen with the World Baseball Classic for a couple reasons. First of all, nobody cares. No American cares about Team USA. As much as you want to, this is going to your friend's son's play, and the play stinks, and as much as you want to have the play be good, as much as you put a frozen smile on your face, as much as you pat little Timmy on the head afterwards, the play still stinks. The level of play of the World Baseball Classic for Team USA stinks, because the team's going out at half speed. Even uh, the even who I was speaking to last weekend said, "Well, it's no, you know, well, it's the same as doing a spring training game, exactly, exactly." So you're not going to get people excited about practice. The miracle on ice wasn't Team USA doing a skate around. Let's watch them do shooting drills. And so, you know, it's hard to imagine a country rallying behind a tournament that the players themselves don't even really care about. Because they're playing for their major league teams. But, this is another thing. Why I have a fundamental problem with what he's saying. What we need now is not necessarily a united American team and, and winning and beating the world. Because, as I said before, when talking about the state of California, that's not what America is, and nor is it what baseball is. Baseball already has a great metaphor of creating a sense of unity. We don't need to have the sort of xenophobic, here's our country and we're going to beat up your country. We have something that shows the world that say, hey, everyone who has problems with people coming into this country and understanding what America is about, look at your team. Look at your team. If your team, let's take, if your team is the, the Dodgers down the street from here, or you're the Cardinals or the Cubs or whomever, look around. 
Is every Cub from Chicago? Is every Dodger from L.A.? Is any Red Sox from Boston? You know, every once in a while you'll get a Manny Del Carmen or someone who's from Boston playing for the Red Sox, but most of the time it's people from around the country and from around the world. So you don't want someone coming in from out of this country, but you'll cheer for one helping your team win. When the Red Sox won in 2013, you had David Ortiz, born in the Dominican Republic, winning the World Series MVP. You had Koji Uehara, born in Japan, winning the ALCS MVP. You had people from around the world, from Curaçao, from Central America, from the Caribbean. Another pitcher from Japan. The Royals had a player from Brazil. The Yankees had a player from uh, Australia, Graham Lloyd. When you look around, how many players come from other parts of the world? A lot. And as Woody Allen said in Manhattan, a lot is my favorite number. That is the way we show the world what America is. America, the American ideal, the American dream, all the stuff you talk about, is El Duque Hernandez, Levon Hernandez, and sadly, Jose Fernandez floating on a raft to get here. It's the players who go through the Dominican academies from San Pedro to Macariz. And it's Masahiro Tanaka arriving like Wayne Newton. That's what America is. Not... We've got our country with just the people from our countries and we'll take on the other people from other countries. I don't care if a team of Americans can beat up a team from Uruguay or Israel. I really don't. I want the best players from all those countries to play in Major League Baseball and be a melting pot. I think my country beat up your country is not what this country needs right now is not what this world needs right now. What we need right now is saying, hey, no matter where you're from, if you're the best and you can do your job, then you belong here. I work with a lot of people in my tech job that I have, the one that pays most of my bills. And I look around, there are people, different accents, different pigment, Men and women, different countries of origin, and not once do I look at them and say, what are you doing here? I know why they're there. They wouldn't have been hired unless they were damn good at what they do. And you take a look at who's a player from the Dominican Republic or Venezuela, player from Japan or Korea, from wherever they come from and say, wow, what are you doing here? Well, I can hit. I can throw the ball 97 miles an hour and it tails away. I can steal second base and I can field my position. I've got a cannon for an arm. So look it. I I'm not going to besmirch Chris Archer. His intentions were real. His intentions were good. And I get it. 
We need more unity than disunity. I get it. But do you know what? There's a better way to it than saying, all right, let's lock ourselves into our teams and show we can beat this and we can beat that. The nations that I want to see fighting each other are Cubs nations, Red Sox nation, Giants nation. And have them be comprised of the best players from around the world. Say, all right, we're all gonna we're all gonna work together, no matter where you're from, and we're gonna succeed. That's what we need now. We need that more than ever. And so look at the World Baseball Classic is gonna go on for a couple more weeks. I'll nod my head. I promise I won't make it a a daily event of bitching and moaning about it, but I'm probably not going to watch much of it either. So the fact of the matter is, Chris Archer, I'm a fan. I really am. But the fact of the matter is this. What the world needs now is love, sweet love, and a good left-handed bat to hit it in the gap. Does not matter where they were born. That is what we need right now in our country. So go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Standing on a hill overlooking the beautiful California Vista, realizing this is what we are. The best. Really just congregating in one specific area to try to make our real estate prices obscene. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.